Welcome to this new episode of Podcast Study Sessions. Uh, my name is Lou, and today we are going to um, discover or talk about power in organizations. So, power. What is power? Power is a force. It's an intangible force in organizations and leadership. Um, it cannot be seen, but it can surely be felt. Often power is described as this potential ability of uh, one person or group of persons um, exert influence on others. Um, so, power, if we try to deconstruct and power and uh, try to analyze power, what is power made up of? Power is fueled by energy. Ambition, focus, persistence, and a number of skills. All these together, mashed up together, make up power. The skills which I was referring to earlier. Um, are various, but let's focus on these four. So, one skill is confidence, which is a skill to improve the empowerment and mental strength of an individual. Um, Obviously, power I mean, to have and exert power, you have to. You need to have confidence. You need to feel confident. Self knowledge and reflection. Basically, knowing your strengths and weaknesses to get better. Knowing what steps to take. What steps not to take. Um, it's more about the ability your knowing your ability knowing um, uh, yourself knowing also analyzing your decisions then another another important skill is Emotional intelligence or empathic empathic perception, which 
basically translates um, uh, to understanding your people, their wants, their needs, desires, and where they are coming from. This skill, this perception of actually understanding people, knowing if they are passing through a difficult period, knowing if they are lying or not, trying to reason why your subordinates acted the way. Basically, emotional intelligence and empathic perception helps the individual to build strong, deep, interpersonal skills. It shows to the people that you are not just here to... um, give commands you actually are a human being you actually care or give the perception to care you are not a robot sometimes in my opinion Here is, this skill is where most managers tend to um, fail. Often we are preoccupied in our goals, our um, decisions, taking decisions, fast-paced, knowing where to go. However, we forget our employees, our subordinates who will take us where we want to go. So, being a human, realizing that we are not machines, and actually we have emotions, This, with by having this skill, it can further improve the respect, trust, and uh, builds good rapport with with your employees, which in the long run could be much better. Could turn into job satisfaction turn into increased performance anyways the last skill is conflict management basically the ability to manage and handle difficult situations which are making um, making critical work relationships Basically, conflict management is a vast, vast skill um, which would help any 
person of power to resolve, handle day-to-day uh, -day conflicts either between his own team or employees or even with uh, external um, uh, suppliers, stakeholders. So, we have analyzed power, but with everything, power is has its timeline. Like us, we are born, we live, we die. The same goes for power. Basically, a person, this person gets power, this person then uses the power, the power maintaining then maintains the power until eventually the power is either lost or given. So this power progression, the best way um, for one to understand this is treated as a normal life lifespan. How will you get power? How are you going to use that power? And finally, how long can you maintain this power? The best way to use power, in my opinion, is to empower your employees while still assuming authority. The world, as we know, it is a competitive place, and it's obvious to state that hierarchy exists. Thus, is the existence of competition. Um, obviously, power is certainly present mostly in hierarchy. Um, uh, organ hierarchical organizations however even in uh, team based organization I mean, I mean there is uh, in power obviously there is uh, one uh, leader one uh, CEO one director um, by nature leadership and power um, comes naturally 
now um, we are going to go deeper and analyze the types of power. We have five types of power, three categorized as formal power, and the other two are personal power. Under formal power, um, we have coercive, reward, and legitimate power. And under personal power, we have expert power and referent power. So, coercive power, it's one ability to punish the fear, use force and threats, unless the objectives are completed. This power gets people in line, it disciplines them with fear um, of loss, maybe of money or bonuses, status, reputation, and even blackmail. This power is, let's say, in quotations, good for handling a crisis. This power most is mostly used by, I mean, is characterized by Hitler, Stalin, and whatnot, and other um, uh, dictatorships. It's when the manager exerts power with the means of saying, you have to do this. Or else. Reward. Reward power is the ability to issue money, bonuses, time off in lieu. Um, basically, one is buying the influence through rewards. This is certainly the fastest way to gain over power, over your subordinates. Basically, by using reward power, you will be gaining positive reinforcement of your employees. However, it creates an expectation of reward in the future. Basically, when uh, with reward power, one is saying, do this, and you will get this. Legitimate power, the formal right. This commands uh, this is a form of position 
in the organization, which uh, commands respect of the position, however, and rank. Let's say, for example, a manager is addressing to addressing himself to his CEO or director. He is all tensed up, and uh, he approaches or talks to his superior in a different way than he would his colleague or subordinate. Um, such power is um, exists in the fibers of a hierarchy. It exists also in animals. Animals have in, in wolf packs, for example. There's the alpha male, uh, alpha wolf, and the lower. This is a clear, transparent form of power. Everyone knows who is who. Everyone knows um, uh, the CEO. Um, and this form of power instills discipline. Um, personal power. Now, under personal power, we have expert power. Expert is the experience or knowledge, intelligence, or even a perception of expertise. When your colleagues, the people around you, know or maybe have the perception that that person is skilled in uh, that kind of work, for example, or has the reputation of working in that particular field. Let's take, for, for example, uh, a, a power. Um, expert power let's say for example there's a business in finance and there's a particular crisis maybe there's a particular flaw or a data hack has been has happened has occurred in this company however they know that one of their employees is or has experience with hacking therefore the managers and the board of directors approach this 
individual, this uh, employee, knowing that he is an expert or is definitely the person who knows more most of about hacking, for example, than the rest. So and they and they ask his advice, his knowledge about this situation. How now this employee is in a position of expert power. This person can decide, can make decisions. These decisions are reflected to the board, which they will take into consideration, providing they because they have the perception or they have the knowledge that this individual is skilled in hacking, for example. The last type of power, it's one of my favorite, it's referent power. Referent power is when an individual with power is trusted, respected. There is a certain charismatic uh, approach to this power. The people love uh, this type of power. This power is based on building relationships and therefore it is gained over time. It's not, if we try to compare, for example, referent power and legitimate power, Legitimate power, there's a hierarchy, and everyone should respect that. Referent power is about building relationships, building your, let's say, own type of network. Referent is gained over time. Therefore, it's definitely not suitable for um, companies with high turnover because there is no enough, not enough time to build these relationships. Also, to have referent power one should have the opportunity and time to build these relationships. They can be either via coffee breaks or um, extracurricular activities. They can be um, uh, just hanging out outside of work. These leaders who use referent power are leaders which do not force 
but they inspire. Another form of power which was later um, mentioned is informational power which was which introduced where a person holds valuable information such for example that that this information will give the power it's like you have your cards on your in your hand you are waiting the right opportunity to play these cards having informational power is let's say not long lived once you play once you give out that information um, your power is uh, gone with it um, the, the power I mean power the power of the the secret of power is success basically People love to be successful. They bask. They love to bask in the glory and power. And we love to be associated with winners. Let's say, for example, the in sport, in football. We have players like Lionel Messi, or David Beckham, where people imitate. They wear their t-shirts. They cut their hairstyles. Similar. Even change, even change their names or or name kids. This idolization, this thirst for power, becoming powerful, this speaks volumes. We tell ourselves stories of heroes in movies and mythology or comics. However, Often we see successful people do 
heinous acts and most often because of their power because of their success their success they are easily forgiven it's not wrong to say that power corrupts power can be tempting and destructive thus can happen destructive leadership like for example undermining sabotaging the firm's goals and resources in favor of one's personal interest power exists <coughs> in dimensions in these behavioral dimensions basically we have two dynamic dyna- dimensions two behavioral dimensions crossing you have the organizational behavior and the subordinate uh, behavior uh, these two behaviors are crossing each other so behaviors um, as we said we have organization behavior and subordinate or employee behavior now power or leadership exists within these dimensions we can have anti-organization behavior anti-subordinate behavior pro-organization or pro-subordinate or basically a mixture of uh, both with regards to leadership and power um, we shall We shall see more on our next episode where we will be discussing leadership and management. However, I want to end by describing four leadership styles. We have which exists in these uh, dimensions we have the 
tyrannical behavior or leadership, which is manipulating, humiliation, belittling and shouting, which is pro-organization but anti-supporting it. Then we have derailed uh, leadership, which is one of the strangest um, uh, types of leadership, which is harassment, bullying, fraud, absenteeism and theft, uh, which is anti-organization and anti-subordinate. Then there is the supportive disloyal leadership, which, while not being disloyal, you are actually supporting uh, acts against the firm, enabling others to loaf, to steal, to gain, which is anti-organization but pro-supported. Then we have the best kind of leadership, which is constructive leadership which is acting in the interests of the organization while simultaneously ensuring the well-being of the employees. We shall discuss more on uh, leadership um, in our next episode. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Have a good day.